The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Plank Show. Let's go to work, brother! It's time for the Plank Show with Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Welcome into the Plank Show. Uh, I am I'm on the road with the Sooner softball team. We're in, we're in Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh, getting set for series. I don't know if we're going to play today though. It's raining outside, uh, but we're celebrating the uh, the life and the legacy of Billy Tubbs today. And uh, we've also got some big games going on this week in OU Kansas at home. And joining us right off the top of the program on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line is someone who you might say their style is the most like Billy Tubbs. Up and down, shoot it, let's go, D up. Ginny Baranchek joins us as Oklahoma women's basketball is rolling. Good morning, Coach. How are you on this Friday? You know, I'm doing great, but I do have to preface, I've never grabbed the mic <laughs> and told our fans anything. So there's a little bit of a difference, but Would you? no, I'm seizing. Would you? If it came down to it, would you not be afraid to? Would you grab that mic and tell everyone they need to settle down? If it came down to it, I have no idea what I would do. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like all those things that in life, like we prepare, like this is what I would do, this is what I would say. And then sometimes in those moments, you know, wisdom kind of kicks in and you get a little voice that says, maybe just don't do that. <laughs> So, I love it. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's what that's what would happen, but you know, you never know. You never know. Coach, congrats on just the way this team has has gelled and come together. I I, I mean, you, you just got. I I know that there's bigger goals, right? And I know you want to continue to improve. Um, but I mean, wow, what what have you really seen that's clicked? I, I know you get this question a lot, and I know it's a very general question, but. Is there any one or, or two things that have really stood out that you've seen this team just really take to another level to find this consistent play that they found? Well, I think there's I think there's two things to be honest, and the the first thing is I think we're addicted to growing and just getting better, and uh, you know with that comes a lot of humility, and so you know you just you have that every day where they they literally come every day to get better, even on days that, you know, yesterday we have practice and we're tired, you know, I mean, it's February, it's hard, you're physically, you're mentally, you know, and it's not just because you win or you lose. And, and I think it's just that time of the year in this league is so incredibly massive and diverse. And, you know, I mean, your styles, your game plans, like you have to focus, you have to take care of yourself. So I do think that we've done a great job of just saying, okay, we've just, want to continue to get better. And then I think the second thing is really the on-court chemistry. And it just, sometimes it just takes a little bit, you know, and I was in a post-game press conference the other day and, 
uh, Peyton Verholst on our team said, you know, somebody asked a similar question and said something along the lines of, do you guys have confidence right now? And she said, you know, because that's a, that's a buzzword right now. That, right. Is a, that is something that everybody talks about. I have it. I don't have it. I have it. I don't have it. And she said, I don't think our, I don't think that we really, and I'm paraphrasing, but she said, I don't think that we really lacked confidence. We didn't necessarily really know how to play to each other's strengths within our own strengths and trying to figure that out. And it just takes a minute. And I really agree with that. I think sometimes early on in the season, you know, you're, you're just trying to get better and show that you're getting better. And then you're trying to, quote unquote, prove yourself, not in a bad way, or you're trying so hard to play to somebody else's strengths, you kind of don't bring your own game. And I think right now that's where we're at is our on-court chemistry, where we're starting to kind of figure out how to bring your best and have that play within, you know, within the system, but also really elevating other people around you. Doesn't that also go back? to the conversation, and you and I talked about this a while ago, but in the post game, when Skylar Van was asked about leadership, and we've talked about that a lot, and mm-hmm. the whole deal is I don't, I don't feel the need because of just how this group has come together. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see how they've learned to play off each other, and you know, knowing that it doesn't have to be one person to go out and score 30 or you're in big trouble, that's that's really cool to see how this group has come together like that. No, you're right. And I think our our game on Wednesday against Baylor was a perfect example for that because, you know, I think Skylar was in some foul trouble. And, you know, and then when she kind of came back in in that fourth quarter, we kind of were like, okay, Sky, go to work. And they made a run because of course they're just going to key on her. And if not, everybody does their job, that becomes really challenging. Well, you reset a little bit. Baylor makes a run. We reset. And all of a sudden it starts touching everyone's hands and multiple people step up and make some really big plays. And she's always going to make some huge plays because she's Skylar Van. But I think when you feel you have to do something instead of we, then it becomes a little bit more challenging. And I think that's exactly the type of people that we have in this program is we have leadership that's really elevated, but the leadership that we have is really interested in elevating the people around them, which has been pretty cool. OU women's basketball is on the road in West Virginia. Oh, well, in Morgantown against West Virginia. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I, I want to focus on Peyton Verholst. I, I think – I think I've talked to Peyton more recently than I had a chance to catch up with you on the show, Coach. And the thing that has really stood out is, is A, she just seems to be playing so free. But I guess I wasn't really familiar with just how much size she had and that ability to play in the post. And she said that was an area where you really challenged her. What what has that process been like to get Peyton more comfortable and, hey, you can get a rebound. You can go in there. You can you can get score in the post. You don't have to be hanging around the three point line. What has that process been like for her to get her confidence inside? Well, I mean, Peyton obviously she's a great shooter and she's a great playmaker and she almost thinks like a point guard a lot of times. She's always been a good rebounder. It's selective, <laughs> so we tell her to select it a little bit more than than maybe <laughs> um, most. But no, I think. But for her, the whole thing that 
the whole premise of basketball, in my opinion, is that everybody needs to become the most versatile player that they can possibly become. Hmm. We don't, our system and our style, that's, that's how, and that's what takes time, right, is to be able to bring your own versatility within other people. We don't have, you know, Lexi Keys, for example, isn't going to, going to be just a shooter, she used to do multiple things. She wants to do multiple things. She's capable of doing multiple things. I mean, she got some huge rebounds the other day. She's doing an incredible job on the defense end. Peyton is very similar to that, where she's an all-around player. We don't want to pigeonhole her. We don't want to put her in a box. We want her to really expand her game. And so the physicality of this league, the physicality of the way that we want to be able to play and mesh it with some free flow and some finesse. Um, that's really where I think Peyton has grown. And sometimes it's, it looks different than it does other times. It doesn't mean that we're putting her on the block and we're going four out one in and we just want her to post up. It's just within the system of what we need to be able to do. So I think once they kind of really start to see that that's what they want to do, because they all want to be able to, do different things. They want to be able to handle. They want to be able to shoot. They want to be able to play with your back to the basket. That's fun. That's when it's fun to watch, and that's when it's really fun to play together. How fun was it to see Kirsten Johnson break out the way that she did against Baylor? Now, again, you want to see it consistently, right? And, and it's not like, hey, there's my one-hit wonder. I'm Dexy and the Midnight Runners. That was my great game. Um, I I mean, I, I've, I've been impressed with her from the moment I saw her step mm-hmm. on the court. How big was that for her on Saturday to have a day like well, that? Yeah, and Plank, I think you're right because a lot of times, you know, when someone has a game like that, everyone's like, wow, she played out of her mind. And none of us think that she played out of her mind. <laughs> I think she just played well. And quite right. honestly, quite honestly, it was also because Skylar was in foul trouble and she just had to play more. Hmm. And so sometimes the more minutes are going to get you more, you know, you might score more or you might have to do more. And, and you know, we've been saying this for a long time. Between Beatrice and KJ, it, it's, it's hard to get them enough time. I mean, they're really pressing us to play them together hmm. because they're, they're just continuing to get better and better and better. And that's, that goes back to the just being addicted to growing. So we're not worried about whether or not you win or you lose or you play well or you don't play well you got to come out every day and get better, and then you still have to enjoy it. I know that I'm doing my job or not doing my job at this time of year when they are having fun. If they can still come to practice and have a smile on their face, if they can still step on the floor, play together, have fun, play hard, still represent OU, then I know I'm doing my job. And if they're not doing that, then I know I'm not doing my job. So I feel like we're still in that space of we're still trying to grow, but we're still having a lot of fun too. Uh, two more quick ones, and I'll let you get out of here. I, I feel like with so many you know, big numbers being put up, and, and it may, maybe it's fair to say coach a different player that steps up just about every single day, let's not lose sight of Nevaeh Tot and, and yeah. what she has done in being the ringleader of this offense. She's, she's protecting the basketball, and she's, she's finding the open shooter. I mean, she, I would imagine she's been just about everything you want in a point guard. I think she's just phenomenal. She just really has been. She's, and again, another player who, you know, wants to continue to get better and she's not ever satisfied. And, you know, she's going to really be put to the test as we head to Morgantown because they're going to press us for 40 minutes. And, 
you know, they're turning people over. They lead the country in, in turning people over. I mean, they're averaging over 20 points a game off of turnover. So that's a huge part of their game plan. So it'll be really important, obviously, for all of us. But you're going to go as your point guard goes. And I think she, what she has grown in is just her overall presence and leadership. And I tell you, there was a really cool moment in that game against Baylor and no, no one else is going to notice that, but it's fun on an intimate level is watching her start to say, okay, this is what, you know, we ran, we ran a play basically, and it wasn't for her. She's putting other people in different positions and we scored and she's like, let's run it back and run it back. And she's doing that for the people on the team. So you look at your point guard who, you know, Vea hit some big shots. She's had to have the ball in her hands. But for her to put the ball into people's hands to make those kinds of decisions and she's convicted in it, that it's different than sometimes you're like, I don't want it, right? She knew exactly what needed to happen, when it needed to happen. Her and I were on the same page. And it was as Baylor was making a run. And she steadied that. Those are the moments that have been so fun to be able to watch her, you know, either look over and say something to me or she's convicted on the floor. She's putting people in the right positions. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, doesn't always go noticed. Um, but that's where her growth is really, really elevated. I think you just uh, pretty much answered my final question, Coach. West Virginia, you're going to see a lot of a lot of press. They've had a really good season in their in their first year under a new coach. No, they have, and they've and they are they have very very talented players. So they have a guard, JJ Quinterly, who you know, I mean, she's been there for three years and has played for three different coaches, um, but she's an all conference guard. I mean, she is fast. And she's, I think she's leading our league in terms of scoring. She's almost 20 points a game. Um, but she is, she's just a major difference maker. And so, and they, they've just, they've really, um, they're going to get out. Like I said, they're going to press you. They're going to try to really turn you over. So I'm excited to be able to see us respond to that. So we haven't played that in a little bit. And so, again, the Big 12 is so incredible because, you can go get zoned somewhere. The next place it's going to be sagging man. The next place they're going to press you for 40 minutes. And so you just have to stay on your toes and be ready and, you know, do whatever you can together. You're the best. Safe travels. Good luck this weekend in Morgantown. And we'll be uh, listening and watching and rooting hard. Best of luck, Coach. Appreciate it. Awesome. Same to you guys. Appreciate you. Boomer. That's Ginny Baranchek. Sooner. Right here on The Ref. Ladies and gentlemen. He has made his triumphant return to the Plank Show. Intern extraordinaire, co-host, ace bowler, which was something I didn't know. Nate Fakin, star student, Pierce Leffelholz. That's way too kind of an introduction. What up, dude? How have you been? I've been great, man. This is my last semester, so just kind of soaking up my time before I have to work for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Have you uh, – is a Billy Madison reference too old now? Like, if I make a Billy Madison reference, will anyone get it? I think I've seen Billy Madison one time, so maybe. We've got to work on, on, on our youth people. Yeah. When he when – the, when the kid says something, I can't wait to 
be a grown-up. And Billy Madison says, don't you ever say that. Don't yeah, yeah. See, I know that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I, I feel right now. Yeah, yeah that's 100% don't, right. Don't you, have, don't you ever think that. You need to go and get out of college. You find another degree to go get. <laughs> I'll go get my master's. My parents will be happy to hear that. <laughs> be be like a college football player. Mom, I'm just, I've got more eligibility. I've got my COVID go year. Back. i got to come back. I don't know. Today, today is Billy Tubbs Day. Uh, we are celebrating the legacy, the life, the impact of Billy Tubbs. 14 seasons at the University of Oklahoma. Um, obviously a, a charismatic leader ahead of his time in everything that he did. And I just, I'm excited to learn today. I'm excited to celebrate today. We, I think, kind of got the best group of guests. I'm not, I'm not just here to, to beat our chest on the show all the way through, but uh, Bo Overton uh, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Bo's still coaching and is a great dude and played for Billy. I think he coached with Billy, too. So we're going to talk to Bo. David Little at the top of next hour. Skeeter Henry is coming on the show. And how about this? Stacy King is going to join the Plank Show coming up at 11 a.m. today. Also, Dave Siegler. It is one of the greatest legacies that you could leave in what Billy Tubbs did. And my only regret today, Pierce, I, I have a regret. I wish I wish we could get time. I know Tommy is so busy today. And, and he worked so hard in, in putting this all together. And I love Tommy, but I, I really haven't had a chance to sit down and chop it up with, with Tommy Tubbs like I want to. But I, I think he did me a solid to where he's like, ah, today's the day that I can't come on in your time slot, but I'll get you Stacey King and, and I'll get you Bo Overton. So uh, that more than makes up for it. So when we come back, um, let me take about you know, a good five, seven minutes to talk about softball because that's where I am. Oklahoma is getting set for, uh, I hope, two games today. The weather is not necessarily cooperating right now, but it is also 9:21 in the morning. So hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have it clear out. Oh yeah, and and listen, after we talk to Bo, after we talk to Bo Overton after the bottom of the hour, you know what? No, and in fact, let's do it. Let's get Josh to jump in with us because I don't know. He's driving down to Arlington. For those that missed the big announcement yesterday, uh, Josh is jumping in with the uh, out on our baseball broadcast this year, and I'm just, as you might imagine, over the moon excited about it. So we'll check in with Josh Helmer as well on his trip to Arlington coming up on a busy Friday edition of The Plank Show. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. It is, it is Billy Tubbs Day here on The Ref. Uh, coming up after the bottom of the hour, Bo Overton is going to join us. Player, coach. Well, he wasn't like a player coach, but he played and then coached in Oklahoma. We'll talk to Bo coming up here in just a bit. Uh, but we do have Diamond Sports covered, too. And joining us on the road to Arlington is the man who will be on the call Saturday night on the Sooner Radio Network for the Oklahoma-Tennessee game, Josh Helmer. What's going on, Josh? How are you? Good morning. Always uh, fun to hear from Coach Baranchek. What a way! It's what a way best. to start the program. She is. She's pretty awesome. I've I've so, got a question for you off the top. Okay, go ahead. What What are your memories of Billy Tubbs? We're going to hear from uh, a 
you know, a ton of great guests. Right. And we're celebrating the legacy, you know, basically all day here on the ref into uh, obviously tomorrow versus Kansas. But for you, what what do you remember? This is uh, this is a time in my life whenever I I wasn't. I wasn't – I mean, what's the best way to put this? I wasn't familiar with his game, if you will, like I would right. be if it was now. Because to me, Billy Tubbs and OU basketball, they were the ones that went – because we – I grew up in St. Louis, so, you know, when he started it at Oklahoma and he had those teams, they were the squads that would always have the amazing games against uh, Norm Stewart and the Missouri Tigers. I mean, that's so that was my extent of knowledge of of Billy Tubbs basketball teams. It's like, oh, here comes Oklahoma. It's going to be a game against Missouri because we would have the Missouri games crammed down our throat where we lived. So, you know, it, it, and and it's why it's weird to tell kids this now. I mean, Pierce probably would blow your mind, but it was very very rare when you would get a televised college basketball game. In those days, you know, you when ES, ESPN just celebrated, gosh, what was it, like 35, 40 years? You know, ESPN hasn't been around my whole life. And when they started, it was mostly college baseball, and they had Australian rules football, and then they dove into basketball. So, Josh, to me, Billy Tubbs and Oklahoma basketball in my childhood was a team that, oh, I knew – I knew that Steve Stepanovich and John Sunvold were going to get tested by this squad that was coming in to try to run the Tigers off the court. Derek Chivas was going to be pushed to the max. Doug Smith. I mean, that's uh, they were the team that gave Missouri fits. And Norm Stewart and Billy, Billy Tubbs, to me, Josh, that's one of the great rivalries in college basketball history. I'm stealing a little bit here from Josh Kopelman, who I saw make this remark on social media. We tossed uh-huh. the tweet out and, and got a bunch of awesome responses on, uh, well, what we're celebrating today, the, the Billy Tubbs era. And I agree with what Kopelman put out there. The quality of basketball, when you go back and watch those videos, because, look, I, I didn't get the pleasure of living it, but when you watch the star power and those players, you can just tell, even in those highlight clips from that era, how good the quality of basketball was. It's awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It's great basketball. And there are great players. You know, I, I, we get to talk to one of them today. In, I mean, well, a lot of them, Stacey King and Skeeter Henry. But it, and it was different, too. It, it's hard to compare it to today's game because not, not in the style of play, Josh, but in the amount of time, right? You, I, I could go back and I could tell you the starting five from Illinois basketball in my childhood. Because they were there for three, four years, right? There's probably a lot of people listening today that could go back and and tell you this, the starting five to this day from uh, probably just about every team that Billy Tubbs coached. Because, Josh, even though there were some guys that would come in from JUCO or maybe even left early, they were at a school for three years. So it wasn't just a fun game. It was like a different era as, as far as being able to attach yourself to a player. Yeah, it's uh... – a different world, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously, the, the legacy, it speaks for itself, but it, it's pretty awesome. And I think a, a great job by the powers that be at the Ref Radio Network to take time today to really pay homage. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Hey, we're going to check in with you a couple more times. I know we got to hit a break because uh, Bo Overton's coming on with us. But Diamond Sports, baseball, 2.30 today with the pregame show. Let's go. 
Um, how you feeling about what Skip jo- – I just finished my baseball preview. Got it in under the deadline last night for Boyd Street. I'm very happy, Josh. I had to, I had to do it before I hit the road because I'd be going crazy. But uh, kind of your expectations because I, I think I feel really good about the lineup, right? Any of those outfielders, Carmichael behind the plate. It looks like Willett's going to be the starting shortstop. But I'm so intrigued to see what this, this rotation looks like. Well, and it looks like a couple of transfer arms, right? Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, lineup, I don't think, has gotten released today. But you jump into the game notes and look at the probable starters, and it's Braden Davis from Sam Houston State today, and then Brendan Gurton, if indeed that's how it lines up tomorrow. So we're going to find out pretty quickly, right, what uh, some of these, these new arms look like for Oklahoma. And then obviously you got Jamie Hitt that's going to be a part of that uh, mm. that rotation as well. We we would assume for Oklahoma that's kind of the, the one big face coming back. And, uh, and we'll see, right, the, the star power of the, the outfield. We've talked a lot about that. Nicholas, of course, needs to be a star for this team. Uh, Willits, yes, is a name as a youngster that, uh, because of the, the lineage, it's not surprising, but uh, has really turned some heads here for OU baseball. And I'm excited to get a look at him in uh, some Makes live sense. action this weekend. It, uh it starts quickly, right, versus uh, Tennessee on Saturday and obviously Oregon today and uh, Nebraska on Sunday. So there's no easing into this thing for OU baseball. All right, buddy. Safe travels. We'll check back in with you next hour. Uh, Josh Helmer on the road to Arlington for OU baseball. We'll continue our tribute, tip of the cap, celebration of Billy Tubbs with Bo Overton next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, it is Billy Tubbs Day here on The Ref, and we are joined by one of my favorite dudes, the head coach at OBU, uh, Billy Tubbs. I think this is one of his favorite guys, too, Bo Overton joins us on the program. Bo, I know I know you're busy. I, I know you've got a lot going on with your squad, but thanks for taking time, man. How you doing? How's the season rolling for you? Man, I, I wouldn't uh, – I'm so excited about uh, this day that, that you guys are, are doing with Coach and uh, the family. And uh, we're going to have a little get-together this evening. I can't wait to see everybody and uh, really appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, no, we appreciate you finding time. I mean, you got a season going on, and you're still finding time for us, Bo. Hey, uh, well, first we, of we just we're gonna we're gonna watch a little video. We're gonna watch a little video this morning, and okay. then uh, prepare for prepare for a really tough Northwestern team tomorrow. And man, it's it's the fun time of the year. I mean, we've got the light at the end of the tunnel. We got uh, postseason coming up, and everybody's excited. So uh, we're uh, we're right in the middle of it. We, we put out on our social media, like, what, what are your memories? What stands out to you about Billy Tubbs and his era? And I thought someone put it, it was just a high quality, a high level of basketball. Would you agree with it? It was fast, it was up-tempo, it was different, but it was, it was good. It was fun basketball to watch. We had, a, we had a lot of fun, and I think what people have always talked about was just, you know, how fun that was to watch and, but his players, you know, his players worked really hard, and uh, you know, we we did a we did a lot of running, we did a lot of preseason running to prepare our bodies, and uh, and then of course, you know, because you had to if you played for him, because you you were going to get up and down the floor, and uh, we had a lot of time. We you know, even though people always said how much fun it was to watch, well, we we had as much fun or more playing. 
What were those practices like, Bo? I, I don't remember doing anything <laughs> half court. You know, you, know, you know what I mean? It, it was what, whatever drill we did or whatever we were doing, you, you ran full court and you defended full court. And there, there was nothing halfway or half court. There, I, I don't remember any, anything he called that had half in it. And as you said, that's just how you went. That, that, that's how you played. Yeah. You, you would go out and it was wall-to-wall, back and forth. It, right. I mean, some of those practices just had to be, I use the term excruciating in a good way. But, I, I mean, sometimes when you got to a game, it was probably a little easier than some of those practices. I think I think that it wasn't so much excruciating as far on your bike, you know, because I think what he was a genius at is is getting getting you to to play the way he wanted to and having fun at the same time, because then you didn't really think about your body, because mm. because we were always playing and competing, you know, just just a just a fifteen to you know twenty minute uh, session of playing defense. There was competitiveness to it and. You know, heck, there, there. You would have fights. You know, we had fights in practice all the time, just because it was so competitive. And uh, um, just he just really made it fun to, to you know, you look forward every day to getting to practice and playing because because you knew you were going to play basketball. So, Bo, you you come out of Ada, but you're already a Sooner when Billy takes over in 1980, right? Mm-hmm. So, what what was that process like? I mean, did did Billy actually recruit you, or had you signed, and then you're you're in in the Billy Tub system after he takes over? No, you know, Coach Bliss brought me there, okay, and uh, we had a good team my freshman year, and then Coach went to SMU, and then Coach Coach Tubbs came. One of the unique things about Coach Tubbs was I, I knew him a little bit because my family knew him uh, a little bit before, so they kind of they kind of uh, the connection there. Our, there was already a little connection, but. But man, I had I had to really prove my. You can just imagine because he didn't recruit me, right? And just to prove yourself to him, you know, to someone else again in the, you know, in the springtime, and then you know over the summer, you know, we really had a lot of stuff going on where we played pickup, and you basically had to prove yourself again. And um, you know, he he was trying to get his own players in there, and 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 we knew that. I, you know, David Little and I were were already there. Chuck Barnett was already there. So we kind of figured out pretty quick, man. We better get to work because he's gonna he's gonna recruit a lot of good players here. Yeah, and, and well, you were a good player. I mean, you were the the Oklahoma High School Basketball Player of the Year. You played professionally, but I've I've just, I, well, I, what was that like for you, Bo? You're a young kid. I know I know you were confident in your ability, but you come there and then right away there's a coaching change. And I I don't know if you know what nineteen twenty year old Bo Overton was like, oh, yeah, this guy is probably going to try to bring in his own guys. But what was that like for you personally to go through that? Well, like I said, you know, you just – you really had to prove yourself again. Huh. And, and you know, even in that fall, that fall where, you know, the first time he came where he could officially be with us in the fall, it, it all started on the track. I mean, we had unbelievable track workouts. And and I remember later on he used to tell me, you know, you know, we you know, wasn't so much you guys out there. I needed to find out who the toughest players were. You know, I needed to kinda kinda cull the week, you know, out. And he did that on the track because I mean, we ran a bunch and uh not only sprints but long distance and um he really prepared us uh to you know, to be able to play that style of, 
of ball. And, and then, of course, then he started recruiting guys that could really do that another level because, remember, coming right after me was like Tim McAllister and Mookie and Ricky Grace. I mean, those guys, those guys really fit what he liked to do. Bo Overton joins us. Uh, he was a Sooner that was on the roster when the transition went from Coach Bliss to Coach Tubbs. So a really cool perspective on this. And you saw Billy from a lot of different perspectives, right? Player, you were there as a GA. Then when you jumped mm-hmm. to the, the, the women's basketball side, we were following him whenever he was down at, at TCU. You got to see Coach from a lot of different perspectives, didn't you? Well, you know, being friends with Tommy, you, you kind of mm-hmm. got to, to hang out with them a little bit, you know, a little bit more. I, I always um, – you know, later on, as I was coaching at Louisiana Tech, they were at TCU, so I would run into him a lot, recruiting and things like that. Uh, just um, always admired how how he played, but but also, you know, his his way of recruiting and knowing which player I had to get, you know, or he had to get to do what he wanted to do. He just seemed to always get that player, and man, they they uh, they won a lot of games doing that, and. Uh, sent a lot of players to the pros, and um, just uh, just what a, what a great career, and, and so so lucky, you know, me and Dave and those guys, we were just so lucky, you know, to be able to be coached by him. Bo, uh, two more, and I'll let you get back to watching film, yeah. getting ready for Northwestern. Yeah. First, do you have a favorite memory, e- either as a as a player or as 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 a GA from your time around Coach Tubbs? Man, I I, I just I just re- I just remember he really. One, we we've talked about this with other coaches before, but just about how he could get you so focused to the task, you know, that we had to do that day. Just the focus of of uh, you know what we we're going to do defensively, or you know how we had to you know get the ball inside, you know, just whatever that was. That focus he could get you in, uh, you know. But when Wayman and William came, you know, they were they were uh, you know sons of a pastor. And uh, mm-hmm. I can remember, I can remember, we we played uh, Missouri one night in a huge game. You know, it might have been for the, you know, to see who's going to win the league or whatever. And I remember him. You know, he he was really competitive, as we all know. And so he comes in before the game, and he's just on this tirade about you know, Coach Stewart and the Missouri Missouri fans and everything going on and. Uh, you know, I learned some new words that day that I that I that I that I was uh, privy to that I'd never heard before. And and right after this little tirade, he looks at William and says, "William, William, will you please lead us in prayer now?" <laughs> so he he, uh, he he really had a way of getting you going and and, and you know, really just kind of making you you know feel like it was it was us against everybody and that's kind of how you went into it you know it's kind of how you went into each game it was just you know it's we're going to be he'd love to play on the road you know a lot of coaches don't like to go he loved when you know because people would be all over him and i and he was really good at at people getting all over him because they they kind of they kind of stayed away from us and uh, so we were able to play while all the fans got on him. And uh, uh, he just uh, – just we really had a great time and uh, glad glad we were able to, to play for him. And, and, and then, Bo, I'll let you go on this. How important was it during that era to uh, – the Big 8 was a beast, man. 
Uh, Missouri was good. Kansas has always been good. But how important was it to establish a different identity, right? What what Billy Tubbs was doing and how yeah. they were playing, it, it was different than anyone else. Oh, they always talked about that, how he kind of changed this this part of the country, how you play. You know, instead of instead of games that were, you know, 62 to 58 or, you know, 58, 56, you know, now you had 94 to 74 and, you know, 102 to, to 90. You know, he, he was always mad if we didn't have 50 at half. And uh, so, he, yeah, no question. He, he changed it, especially in that era, uh, how people – uh, viewed a good shot, you know, and um, there there was a lot of, you know, you would think sometimes watching them play, well, that's not a good shot. Well, what he what he always said was, well, it's a good shot because I know Wayman's going to go get the rebound and put it back in, you know, or or, or I know I know uh, Stacy King will go get the rebound and put it back in. So he, he really had a unique uh, unique way of looking at the game that was different from a lot of people and. Uh, you're right. He he changed a lot of stuff around here. Bo Overton. Oh, dude, I, I really appreciate you finding time for us today. Uh, enjoy tomorrow. Good luck with the uh, OBU, and, and, and yep. we'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Take care. I see you, Coach. Uh, Bo Overton. All right, I got confirmation. David Little checked in. He's going to join us right after the top of the hour. How about that? How about that story? You know, you're sitting there. You got the – you got a pastor's uh, son, a couple pastor's son, and, and coach is just there fired up. I mean, just spewing words. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, guys, lead us in prayer. I don't know how the players would have kept them themselves <laughs> under the composure. I would have <laughs> lost my mind. That would have been hilarious. There's no way I would have been serious after that. Oh, it's so good. For someone who grew up in St. Louis, right, and, and I, I know these stories now from – living them and covering Oklahoma for like my entire adult life. It's still really cool. Whenever you hear a player be able to tell you something that you haven't heard before David little coming up after the top of the hour, Skeeter Henry next hour as well too. on the eve of OU Kansas, the final OU Kansas game uh, in Lloyd Noble center under the big 12 umbrella. We're remembering the great Billy Tubbs right here on the ref. This is your home for sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, David Little, coming up next, we're going to talk to him about, oh gosh, the uh, the early days, if you will, of the Billy Tubbs era, those teams that really started to click, 1982, 1983. But you know what? I don't think a day celebrating Billy Tubbs would be complete without hearing from some of y'all and diehard lifelong Sooner fans, like True Sooner. Who has called us at 405-329-9000. What's up, True? How are you, bud? Hey, man, I lived it. I had season tickets, you know, pretty much from mid-80s on. But, you know, people don't realize. I, I still don't think the people that didn't live it don't realize what he turned around. It was it was a basketball program that would have been equivalent to, like, Kansas football at that time. A team that was – a Kansas team that was going 2-9 and nine every year or 1-10. or one and, ten, and it'd be like turning them into a playoff what? team. We lost football. a coach to SMU. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that just kind of gives you an idea of just how, how rough it was at that point. And it was pretty much he, – he had the rough season the first season. I believe it was 80. He had mm-hmm. the rough season. And then after that, it was like all, no holds barred. I mean, it was – and there was – you know, he upset, like uh, uh, Bo was talking about, he upset all of his peers around the country because – here this dude was coming in and playing this NBA style, if you want to call it that. Of course, they, they did play defense, which everybody thought they didn't, but they did play mm-hmm. great defense. 
with Mookie and those guys. But he came in and, and messed up the bed, messed, you know, turned the cage upside down. The Dean Smiths of the world were not happy with Billy Tubb because they, he was changing the whole, you know, the, the only person that ever held Michael Jordan under 40 points was Dean Smith. And that's, and that's the kind of attitude he had. And, and the whole, you know, the whole college basketball uh, coaches world had, and he was, he messed everything up and now they had to go get better athletes to complete compete. You know, they couldn't hold the ball for nine minutes a half because they took the shot clock, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff that was going on. But it was funny. I had a funny story. We had a, at the time we had a tip in club. I don't know if that tip in club's still around anymore. I haven't, I haven't, uh, had season tickets from basketball for a long time, but we had tipping club dinner over at the old varsity, which is on top of that sixth floor over there on main street. I don't know what it's called now. Actually it was called the Vista at the time. It was called the yeah. Vista. And we just had two or three guys in there. It was, it was us, a couple of members of the tipping club and Billy Tubbs comes walking in and wants to know if he can sit down with us. And he sat down and told jokes for about 45 minutes while we, and he, he wasn't, it wasn't like he it was a deal he had to do or anything. He just happened to walk up there and see, he knew Mary Elder, which ran the tipping club, and wanted to know if he could come sit with us. And he was just one of the guys for about an hour. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Hey, Larry, thanks for the we'll call, buddy. Man. I appreciate right, it. I, you know, it's it's kind of wild because Billy, he, he had 1994 was his last season. I mean, we're, t- we're 30 years ago, man. 30 years ago. And you still have – these incredible memories and a whole generation. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not picking on Pierce, but I mean, I was a kid whenever Billy Tubbs was doing what he was doing at Oklahoma. And Pierce, what are you? Are you 22, 21? I turn 22 tomorrow. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, dude. Appreciate that. But I mean, you weren't, you weren't even alive. And by the way, there's not a lot of great videos. Like I spent a long time last night when I got here looking for the. David Little game-winning shot against Oklahoma State against Bedlam. That video's not out there. You know, it, it's impossible to find. So, you know, it's it's really it, – It's I, I wish we had more – what's the best way to put this? More footage, more, more ways to truly watch what was a very, very special time. Not just for Oklahoma basketball, but for the Big 8 and for college basketball in general. I mean, go look at the schedules. Like – uh, Dave Little, who joins us next, they played Michael Jordan in North Carolina his final season. We're celebrating the life and times of Billy Tubbs as we get you ready for Billy Tubbs Day tomorrow inside the Lloyd Noble Center uh, all day long right here on The Wrap.